This is a Detail Podcast. Hello and welcome to Drinkin' Geek Out, a show where we drink beer and geek out. I am your host, Dustin the Duke, and alongside me is... Saf, and with me is... Keith, along with... Pale, and today's episode is featuring... Welcome to Drinking Geek Out, a show where we drink beer and geek out. I'm your host, Dustin the Duke, and alongside me is... Saf, and along with me is... Keith! Wait, I feel like this has happened before. Yeah, because we do it every week. Hello and welcome to Drinking Geek Out, a show where we drink beer and what the f- <laughs> fuck? All right, this has definitely happened before. Uh, yeah, maybe we should just start the show. Hello and welcome to the Drinking Geek Out podcast. <laughs> this is a show where we drink beer and geek out. I'm your host, Dustin, and alongside me is... This is Saf, for real this time, along with... Keith, I, I think this really has happened before, but I, uh, we'll stick to reality. And with me is... This is Pale, and I think we're really going to get this thing going. Finally. <laughs> Finally. Today's episode is featuring beer from Deviate Brewing and Dot and Line. And we are celebrating Groundhog's Day by talking about time loop movies. Um, and, um, time and TV loops. shows. And TV shows. All loops. And maybe video games. <laughs> oh. There's a couple. Yeah, there's a few. All right. Since we're both at Stouts, uh, it doesn't really matter who goes first, but we went first last week. So uh, feel free to dive into yours. All right. We can do that. Dot and line's always first, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> dot and get in line. Um, dot and line, we have cookies and coconut. If you look on Untapped, it's called cookies and coconut, but I'm going to get on my soapbox here because, damn it, if you look at the can, it's called cookie crumble. But nowhere on the internet can you find it called cookie crumble. I wonder if they got in trouble, like that name was already taken or something. Could be. And I could so they had bring up more it. issues, so. <laughs> but... Anyway, it's Cookies and Coconut, a.k.a. Cookie Crumble, coming in at 9% ABV. It is Toasted Coconut Vanilla Bean Imperial Sweet Stout. And the side of the can says, brewed with sandwich cookies, so it looks like we have Oreos in there. Uh, toasted Coconut and the Vanilla Beans. But other than that, you got a that's can? all I got. Uh, the can. Pale, you want to take this one? Sure. So we have a picture of a... It's like a maybe a sixteen ounce. It's yeah, it's one of the dot and line glasses. They're sixteen ounces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks just, just like it. Yeah, I'll put it up and show you. Yeah, uh, it says cookie crumble, toasted coconut, vanilla bean, imperial sweet stout, and there is looks like vanilla peel like it's all around the coconut shavings. That's the toasted oh. coconut. <laughs> vanilla doesn't peel. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were like pieces of like yeah. vanilla leaves. Yeah. 
yeah, the coconuts like all around the the class and like at the top, and there's an Oreo. Yeah, yeah, yep, on the edge there. <laughs> a sandwich cookie. A scene copyright. Yeah. But yeah, definitely um, shaved coconut. <laughs> what are the deluxe O's or whatever? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Double My O's. favorite cookie, the deluxe. I think Oreos actually. Uh, a ripoff of another brand that mm-hmm. was first, but I can't remember it. Was it the it was duplex? Called? Like or Getter or something. something like that. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. You're right. That's an interesting story. I read up on that before. But they've had this label before in the past, like with their uh peach ones and some of the other things. So it's it's really cool because it's nice because it's their glass. Um it's designed, it's got the little purple blue background there, uh, with just the glass in the middle and their typical description on the side of their company. Um, and then description of this beer which has the different grains like pale, chocolate, melanodin, melanodin, C40, black wheat, Melanoman. Melanoma. Melanoma? I thought. Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, no. Abort, I knew something abort. was off. Uh, yeast 5-04, and it does contain lactose. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, so this ought to be fun. Little disclaimer. Uh, pale and I picked this one up quite some time ago. I think it was back in... February, May, I don't know, sometime in 2021, <laughs> early 2021. Probably when I checked mine in. Um, so I checked the last check-in to this beer before we started the show, and it was back in May 21st, I think was the last check-in this time. This beer was checked in. So it's been hmm. a while. Um, so when we did pour it, there wasn't a whole lot ahead. But we shall see. It's an Imperial Stout, so it should last. Put it to the test. Uh, the cookie was the Hydrex, Hydrex. brand. Hydrex. Hydrex. Was introduced Hydrex. in ninth Yeah, introduced in nineteen oh eight. That was it. They re re released it under Leaf Brands. I think I guess the recipe has changed a little bit. Uh, but it was re released in two thousand and fifteen, where Oreo came out in nineteen twelve, so it was a couple years later. Fun fact of the day. The original one probably had like cocaine in it or something, so they had to change the <laughs> recipe. <laughs> they were too addicting back then. Yeah. Well, what are the, what's in it now? <laughs> right. Sugar, the worst drug for this us. Is true. <laughs> Even worse. So color-wise, ooh, just I assume it's dark. Yep, it's dark as yep. dark can be here. Not much on the edge. We're getting. There's a little bit of like a red tint. Like if you look like inside the glass on the edge, I see a little bit of red. Mm-hmm. Well, looking at our list on our Geek SRM, who down here at the bottom is all about time loops? Men in Black? Uh, <laughs> That's time travel. The I don't know about Men in Black 3, they, they go back in time. Yeah, that's what the only one I could think of. That does the whole time travel thing. Besides, like, uh, Batman Universe, we got Rejagul, who, but he just goes in the Lazarus pit. Time doesn't change. He just stays young. Flash, the fla- uh, oh, Flash right. time paradox. It's true. <laughs> or Flashpoint. Yeah, Flashpoint. Mm. There, there was an episode of Flash I watched last week that had a time loop. Ah. Hmm. <sighs> yeah, there's one where... Um, in the later, I guess there was one in like the first season where he races another day, like the entire day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later in 
the series when his daughter comes back to time to try to change events would be like another example of yeah. like a time loop of, the, of sorts. Cause she keeps going. She's like, ah, I keep, everyone keeps dying and she keeps running back in time to try to change the events of whatever's supposed to happen. So take your pick of 58, 59, maybe a 58 and a half. There we go. No, <laughs> I, I originally thought men in black, we can stick with them. <laughs> All right. If we give it a sniff here oh. in our non head beer, Kind of sweet. It's got that strong smell like it's an Imperial. Like mm-hmm. there's something else to it. I want to say a little bit of the coconut I can pick up. I'm getting a lot of coconut. Or a lot of coconut. My mind just yeah. doesn't want to smell the coconut. So I think so. I think you want to try to avoid it as much <laughs> as you can. Avoid it. A lot of coconut, a little bit of vanilla, a little bit of chocolate. It's almost like those, the cookie smell. Just a little bit. It's there. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take a sip. I thought, I thought Pale was starting to sing Mumbo Number Five <laughs> because of my little bit, little bits. bit of little coconut, bit. a little bit of chocolate in my beer, a little bit of vanilla in my mouth over here. <laughs> I should have made a song of it, <laughs> Mister Chance Pale. Hey, let's rewind time. Let's go back and do it again. Oh, let's, like, let's do a time loop here. Let's start. Good thing this episode from the beginning. Yeah, that's interesting. Definitely chocolatey. Thankfully, the coconut's not coming through for me. But again, I could be blocking. No. See, I'm smelling the coconut, but it's not coming through much. And I really think this is the kind of beer it needs to warm up a little bit. Yeah. Like, I think if I left this on the counter for an hour or so, like, a lot of the chocolate and coconut would come through a lot more. But, like, they try, try blowing on it. <laughs> Pale spill his beer all over the place. <laughs> he only does that at your house. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, just the stouts on Keith's carpet. <laughs> now I want to say you can tell it's a little bit dated, but it still has that dot and line flavor. You know, I get that with Summit City. I get that with a lot of the breweries. I'm sure Indiana City is the same way. There's a lot of it's going through the same vats over and over again. Two times, no different. But it's got that dot and line flavor there. And I'm glad I, I'm not picking up the coconut. But it's like, it is that chocolatey sweet because it is an imperial sweet stout. So it's good to know that the sweetness still lasts. It's just a little flat. If it had a little bit more bubbly to it. Uh, yeah, I think it might be a little bit better, but it's like bitter chocolate melt, I guess. Drinking now, <laughs> yeah, it's I was, not carbonated. I was thinking I was getting the, a lot of the bittery chocolateness, but on the back end, it's like kind of like like toothpastey for some reason. Like it's kind of like I don't know if it's the coconut, but it kind of like 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 after you brush your teeth, it gives you that fresh. You found the, uh, you found the mint. Oh, the, the taste, or is it like the consistency of toothpaste? I wasn't sure what you're going for. Like flavor, mouthfeel, feel like the like you like after you brush your teeth and you you feel like clean and like like fresh in the mouth. With the cookie stout. <laughs> you think it'd be, <laughs> it'd be the opposite? Seems like the opposite thing would happen. <laughs> I think so. I need to brush my teeth. 
<laughs> Have you ever ate an Oreo and then smiled? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Leave chunks of Oreos in my teeth. No, that, that's that's an interesting take. I, I know what you're getting at. It's, um, I want to say it's kind of the imperialness of it. It does kind of have like a chocolate mint kind of feel, but I wonder if that's just the, the 9% ABV that's just a little bit higher up there, that maybe it mm. gives off a little bit of that boozy, boozy kind of flavor. Since there's no carbonation, I mean, it's, I guess, like drinking booze. Alcohol. alcohol sterilizes your mouth, makes it feel clean. <laughs> Putting in like a mint, like a secret mint flavoring. There you it's go. just the nine percent mouthwash. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah, don't recommend it with this one though. Like... You're drinking Listerine. <laughs> yes, <Pretty much. laughs> that's the secret ingredient. So, how are you feeling about the flatness right now? I. Definitely a drawback. It, it's, it's, it's a knock for sure. I wish it had a little bit more carbonation to it. So I think that's where that weird consistency comes from. I think that's what Pale's trying to hit at. Like it is mouthwash because that obviously doesn't have carbonation in it. So it's a really weird kind of feeling. Okay. I know you said it wasn't, it, you know, lacked head. And it felt like it could be flat. And I just was curious, like if it actually does taste like it or if you, you know, feeling like it is dull chocolate and coconut flavor i think the more carbonation could like hold up the the flavoring that it's trying to trying to give you but just kind of falling short a little bit for me gotcha. none of the images on untapped look super heady either hmm. so it may just be a the like normal not just because of the that's age true that's a good point speaking of untapped what do you got I've got, oh, I got to go back to screen. Uh, 136 ratings. That's a 3.97 average. Not bad. Close to four. Yeah, pretty close. I have one friend who checked this in, but I'm not going to do it. His name is me. His name is you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Let's see if we can find some people scrolling and not seeing so much. Big fan, probably not a full pint, but I love a full snifter from Jacob A. Didn't rate it. Cool, bud. Semi-sweet stout, 3.25 from Stout B. His name suggests he understands and loves stouts. Josh H. says sweetness throughout. Didn't get much toasted coconut, but malty and easy drinking, tasty beer. And gave it a four. Susan B, excellent, sweet, chocolate, and coconut. She gave this bad boy a five. So Susan B, Anthony? Susan B, I didn't see any Anthonys on oh. there, but potentially. Forrest Gump right under. Uh, didn't really, <laughs> it's Forrest G. Hmm. Uh, didn't say anything, but there's a four out of five. Yeah, we have a lot of, I've seen 4.5s, three and a halfs, fours. Fours. Not a whole lot of talking. Mm -mm. They're just doing the check-ins, which is fine with me. That's how I live my life, so I understand it. Rodney W. Uh, what was the what would Rodney W.'s last name be? Rodney Wizard Witherspoon. He says kaboom and did a head exploding <laughs> emoji. 
and said a 4.25. Uh, that's Reese Witherspoon's brother. Oh, that's uh, where I've heard that. Cool, cool. Amy Poehler <laughs> uh, gave this a 4.75. Awesome beer, sweet and not too heavy, despite high ABV, great beer. So, good for her. I feel like I'm down at the bottom of the barrel. Dark and sweet uh, from Count B. Chocolate, uh, 3.75. Uh, and then we have Danielle T. She said, good, super sweet. Kind of feels like the goal, clearly, 375. And, yep, did pretty you much the, down at the bottom. The one with the Rolling Stones glass? No, I did not. I missed that. Brian F., he says, great, smooth flavor, not heavy, fantastic. And give it a four and a half. And this fella named Saf... Um, he said, I don't know if it's the coconut, if the coconut is necessary or maybe the vanilla, but it's still very tasty. So I think when I had mine in March of last year, the coconut was more prevalent than probably the one you're tasting now, but I didn't think it was necessary. Just do the cookies and cream and that would have been fine on its own. I still liked it and gave it a four. Well, I'll go ahead and talk. For this time around, for Pale and I, mm-hmm. I also gave this one a four because, well, what I put on here. Oh, no, my upload failed. I have to re-upload. Um, I said a bit old, so not much carbonation. I said the sweetness stayed and thankfully not much coconut taste. <laughs> thankfully. But can definitely get it on the nose. Still a good sweet stout. Just wish I had it a little bit fresher. But I still gave it a four. I mean, this is still easy sipping over here. It's still very sweet on every sip. Um, it, it does still have good flavor. You can tell that something's a bit off, but it's not not a huge deal breaker since it's an Imperial Sweet Stout. So it ages okay. Just needs more carbonation. So probably a better canning process. And I checked this in at 375. I said, sweet on the nose, but falls a little short on the taste. The back end presents a mouthwash feeling of freshness. Age probably did not do this any favors at all. So like he said, I really think this is a beer that you need to get like right after it's been canned or tapped and just get it straight from the, the brewery. Um, I think it would have offered a much more like enjoyable coconut and vanilla and chocolatey goodness which this one just with the lack of carbonation it just is a little flat so i would like to definitely retry this one i i hate giving it less than a four because i know it was probably better about a year ago so i definitely want to revisit this one if they they redo it are there any ibus in that beer it's super sweet I think we did one a couple weeks ago or whatever last week, and that one was pretty sweet, and I think they gave that one a 25. But this one has higher ABV, so it's a, a little bit more of the booziness. So we could guess if you want to throw a number out there. That'd be up to you guys if you could even tell if there's usually too sweet of beers don't have a lot of That's how I was surprised that they, they put an IBU on the, the other one from Heretic that was like super sweet. Mm-hmm. But this one feels like it's a lot more bitter than that. It's not as sickening sweet as that one was. So we could probably jump it up to, I don't know, Pale, what do you want to say? 30? Mm. Or do you want to go higher than that? No, I was 
yeah, I wouldn't go any higher than 30. Just because I like I'm looking at the label, I don't see any hops that were added, and so that's your your IBUs are gonna be low anyways, and the age. So I'm okay with 30. So we got 30 so. days of night, or 30 rock, or 30 days of the rock, Rocktober, <laughs> rock, rock, <laughs> or 30 October. days of the same thing over and over and over oh, again. That's true. Relive that month. I could relive Rocktober. Over and over again. <laughs> it would have been funny if you went 27 and had that man as your IBU and your SRM. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, so you go ahead and tell us what we got next, Dustin. Uh, we have Deviant Brewing Company's Slipper Clutch in front of us, which is an imperial stout with blueberry and coconut. So coconut, imperial stout, we're drinking the same beer, guys. <laughs> we're going we just have blue coconuts over here. Yeah, we just have blueberries over here instead. And this comes in at 11.2% ABV, so we're going to be toasty after <laughs> we're done drinking this. All that toasty coconut. And they say on the description, probably on the tap, that says toasted coconut, vanilla bean, imperial sweet stout. And the can is boring as fuck. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure we've is. had this can on before. It's just yeah, a sticker probably. with a, another sticker that tells you. It, they don't... I think they have started now doing like real labels on a couple of cans, but majority it's just like a generic sticker that they write on or put a label maker on. They have their own little design that they stick to with their infinite loop that looks like a D plus eight and a a tail of some sorts. Looks like a scorpion tail, but it's still just their logo they use. I think I'm it's not like even a shown it in this picture. Like a Satan's, like a because they're deviant, yeah, I guess. And Devious. then they have. Their slogan that's hidden from my view. It's offensive. It's all blown yeah. out. Deviate from the norm. Or deviate from the norm. Deviate, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's that. There's the can, guys. We're vibing. All right, so the oh, color. The, oh, the, you found the, something? Well, I was going to say the little pointiness on the tail is the V, so it's DV8. Hmm. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Now, clever now we got girl it all again. <laughs> clever girl. All right. Judging by the color, I think we're in the same boat as the other drink. There's not a whole lot of color to this. There's a little bit of brown on the edges, but it yeah, is I'm pretty... getting a little bit more brown than black. Yeah. I wasn't going to go full darkness on this one. You would anticipate that maybe it would have a hint of blue to it because of the blue. Yeah, berries. maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the schnozberries. <laughs> but I was thinking of... more of like K2SO is what I was thinking. There's a little bit of brownness to it. Yeah, I was going to go uh, Caesar's fur, but I think we've had that oh, recently yeah. Yeah. as well. But we were in the same general area. Yeah, between 48 and 49. Yeah, not quite dark like theirs. Um, but yeah, I think that brownness that we saw like as a um, part of the curve of the glass kind of mm-hmm. just radiates through the rest of it. Perfect. Uh, smell it. Oh, that's a whole lot of blueberry. And it smells like burning. Yeah, it smells. Uh, I, I also get hints of maybe like chocolate, like a dark chocolate. Mm. Yeah, so it's supposed to be toasted coconut, so you can smell a little bit of that, the toasted part for sure. Yeah, I don't really like coconut it's, too much. Yeah, I know. I just get the, I don't the know toasted co- part. Yeah. Uh, but it is, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It smells like burning. It's yeah. almost like... Ralphie was like, it tastes like burning. <laughs> it kind of has like, 
the alcohol smell. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Uh, but it's very heavy on the blueberries, which is good. It's mm-hmm. something that tells me this isn't going to like mess me up like <laughs> flavor-wise. We've had bad luck with Deviate in the past, but the blueberry thing was like, we must try this. Yeah, it makes it interesting. And it's an Imperial Stout, which is already... I think they do stouts a little bit better than some of the other beers. So we shall see as we sip. I'm excited to hear if that blueberry is prevalent or not. It, it is. It's there, for <laughs> sure. But also that 11% is there as well. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> so oh, I hope I so. I said, like, the first... I took a sip before we started recording. I said, this will blow your hair back because it... Yeah, <laughs> that, there's alcohol in this one. It's a little rough. Really hidden. <laughs> Rum-soaked yeah. blueberries there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Kind of does taste like that. It's like <laughs> I'm drinking some kind of... Mm-hmm. Uh, dessert cocktail at the bar on the beach. I got chocolate, I got blueberries, I got rum. Like I think I'm about an inch down on my glass, something like that, and it's already like making my tongue feel like a little numbness or whatever. It's like, Jeez. I feel like I'm going to start slurring by the end of this episode if, oh, if I drink oh it any faster. <laughs> no bueno, but I will say that this is actually pretty good. It is tasty, for sure. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Taste the coconut. Yeah, that was my next question. No, I was gonna say, no, is not at all. coconut there? It's nope. interesting. I think co- that's like two beers now that say they have in the description coconut, but you can't get the coconut. Yeah, and the same with last week where we had coconut in our IPA for the Gravity mm-hmm. Well, apparently, <laughs> and it wasn't. And we even. couldn't. Yeah, we couldn't even tell. So got some wheat we coconuts. Needed- <laughs> we need to we need to actually drink coconut milk to find out if we know what coconut tastes like. <laughs> oh, I know. Ugh. Grapefruit all over again. <laughs> yeah. no, I was gonna say that's the whole grapefruit thing. The grapefruit incident. A grapefruit debacle. Do a coconut testing. <laughs> uh, no, it's totally good. Uh, tell us what Untap has. Yeah. Uh, out of a total of 192 check-ins, 160 rankings, comes in at 4.14. So this is pretty high up there out of 160. It's very interesting because the recent check-ins here, not a lot of people said much. Except uh, Michael here has got the blueberry and coconut works better than expected. Michael A. So Michael Anderson. Uh Throw back to last week. <laughs> he gave it a 4.25. He said it blends pretty well together. And what it sounds like, you guys say the same thing. So there's a couple down at the bottom, Pale. I don't know if you got to those yet. Uh, I got Greg U gave it a four, said needs to be warmer. Ice cold is not ideal. So what temperature are you guys drinking at, you think? It's warming up. It wasn't, yeah, it's getting better as it sits here. But it's been about 30 minutes or more. Okay. I have... Uh, Rob W or Robin Williams. No, no, <laughs> rest of me. Uh, he says coconut is kind of light, which is good, but some blue, some blueberries, and then a ton of coffee notes. You guys picking up coffee? Hmm. Not as much. I mean, not heavy really coffee, chocolate, just yeah. like stout yeah. flavors. So like roasted you must chocolate. Be, yeah. yeah, just not a usual stout drinker. He gave that one a three and a half. And it's interesting because there's another one here. Um, Sunny F said roasted coffee, but could not detect blueberry or coconut. So hmm. I don't know if Sunny was drinking the right beer or not. So that doesn't sound like he is. I got one here. John A gave it a 4.75. Mm-hmm. 
said this shouldn't be a thing, but somehow they managed to balance the coconut and blueberry. Well done, DV8. Well done. <laughs> it's just reading these. It's like a lot of people had different experiences with it. Here we go. Angela G says, Oh, damn. I was just transported back to Maine and my favorite blueberry coffee. This is decadent and delicious. Bravo, Deviate, for delivering another exceptional stout. Gave it a 4.75. And that's how she spelled damn. That's why I said it that way. Damn. Damn. <laughs> yeah. damn. I hear Kayla say that about three times a week. <laughs> Towards you. Damn, yeah. pale. <laughs> she calls him pale. Yes. Damn, pale. I can't pale. reveal his real name on the air. <laughs> 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 Pale is my code name. <laughs> it's my stage name. It's my stage name. Well, Saf's got the best stage name, so. <laughs> Always forget like you have a my first real name. name. <laughs> uh, but uh, I held up a picture to the camera, so I'll just say uh, I got this. These Brookside dark chocolate covered blueberries mm. that I used to eat all the time. That's the flavor I'm getting with nice. this. Same. Uh, yeah, same. Now that you show that, 100% on board. I totally agree. It seems to hit well with a lot of people. So, like, for me, it's like the um, the chocolate orange. We've had that beer before from, uh, I can't think where they're from, but... Those like chocolate oranges out there. There's like a special niche that you know people like Southern that type of thing. Tier? Southern tier, yeah, that's it. So, because oh. I love those chocolate oranges, and nobody else in my family, mm-hmm. they're like, "You're sick. Those things are I disgusting." I'm like, I could eat three of those <laughs> very quickly, but I'm not a huge blueberry guy. So it's almost like the beer blends so well together that people want to knock it because they're like, "I can't." can't taste the blueberry or I can't taste the yeah. coconut. I think it's a lot of people trying a stout because they saw blueberry and they like blueberry. So they're jumping into the stout and then they get hit with all the shit that they don't like. The roastedness yeah. and the dark, the booziness of it. Probably a huge turnoff for some. Um, all right, well, I, I'm all good and checked in. Me too. I'm just waiting for my image to upload. So I'll go first since I think you went first last time. Uh, I don't really taste the coconut, but I am loving the addition of blueberries. That's not something we get a lot with stouts. And it, as I said, reminds me of those dark chocolate covered blueberries that I love so much. So I gave it a four and a half out of five. And uh, yeah, the the, the alcohol is definitely there. By the end of this episode, you're going to know it in my voice <laughs> if i have finished the beer or not so uh, stay tuned for me to get mushy m- mushed mouth by the end of this hour shit i feel like i need to go do a shot keep up with you guys <laughs> i you know i yeah well you know open some like, i feel like i need to go something. grab another beer so i can keep up with seth Let's <laughs> even though you're drinking <laughs> the same one i know um i give this one a four <gasps> Oh, shock face. The guy who loves stouts didn't give this one a high score. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that this one is good, but there's definitely parts of it that could be better. They, uh, the stout flavor is good. It is a little too roasty. Uh, the chocolate blueberry parts, that's wonderful. That's the best part about it. The chocolatey blueberry flavors. 
Uh, if you advertise for coconut, I have to taste the coconut, and I don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the alcohol percentage is not a problem to me. It's when you can taste the alcohol percentage is when I don't like it. Mm-hmm. So yep. if you can mask it a little bit better, I'm on board. I didn't sign up to drink a bourbon barrel aged. If I'm drinking a bourbon right. barrel aged and I taste the alcohol, I know what I'm getting myself into. Seeing something that's high percentage but also masks the alcohol percentage by flavor is like even better. And I thought maybe this would happen with the way that coconut's supposed to taste and blueberries, that it would do a really good job at hiding. I've had plenty of beers where there were high percentage ABVs where – Boom! We I couldn't taste it, and I considered that dangerous. And I said, "Fucking, let's go!" Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that it's not super hidden because I don't want to be on the floor and not know why. Right. I mean, I guess there's pros and cons to it, <laughs> yeah. right? I, I don't know. I just think that those couple things maybe bring in the coconut and it'd be higher for me, even though it has coconut. But it, it, I don't know, really. And you're not a fan of coconut, so I think the fact that it's not there is a, a good thing. Uh, yeah, it's a plus. But they could just erase it from the label, and right. that would be nice. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I Yeah, it's 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 the label thing for me. You tell me it has something, mm-hmm. and I can't it taste it. It should be there. Yeah. No, I get you, Dustin. I, I love your, your stout reviews. Because <laughs> it's like, yes, yes, yes. I, I've never tasted that beer, but I know exactly what it tastes like right now. So. <laughs> Yeah, I wish I can get that in depth for IPAs. Uh, <laughs> pine trees and Keith approved. That's like, yes. yes. <laughs> really the only things that I know how to describe. Yeah, it's not the best uh, base stout. I don't think they do a great base stout, but I like how they uh, soup them up. Like the one spicy pepper one I had was good. And like if they add additional. Uh, just weird ingredients, then I like them more. We are taking this minor break to remind you all that you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and now TikTok at Drink In Geek Out. Most of our socials are done through Instagram. We try to uh, do trickle down of posts through Twitter and Facebook. If you want to get a hold of us uh, or see what we're doing, Instagram is going to be the best thing for you. TikTok is just going to be fun. We're not going to try to be super serious about it, uh, but you can find some of our brewery trips and uh, our craft beer that we've been brewing ourselves on the TikTok. You can also find us on our website, drinkinggeekout.com. There we have our Geek SRM, our Geeky IBUs, our show notes, and other links to find out you know, more about us or how to contact us. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And yes, I know you're currently listening to us, but what if you need a new venue? I'm sure we got one just for you. We got merch, t-shirts, masks, mugs, stickers, and more on Threadless at drinkingeekout.threadless.com and on TeePublic at tpublic.com slash store slash drinkinggeekout. We do have a Patreon. It's not super active, but we do have uh, levels of support that you could help us with, uh, starting with like the Super Geek that gets you a shout-out on the show and up to the Uber Geek. We have pretty much forces us to dedicate an episode to you. And there's plenty of rewards in the middle uh, as you grow up different tiers. You do not have to support us to listen to the show, but anything helps since we are free and will continue to be free to provide you the best beer content and geek content out there. And now, back to the show. All right, let's go on to the topic of the show, which is time loops. Specifically, did, we, did we already do it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
because it is Groundhog's Day or nearly Groundhog's Day as we record this, uh, and Groundhog's Day is the most famous m- movie with a time loop in it, uh, we're going to be kind of talking about Groundhog's Day and kind of the genre it has spawned or helped usher into American audiences. An early example of a time loop is used in the short story Doubled and Redoubled by Malcolm Jameson that appeared in the February 1941 Unknown. The story tells of a person accidentally cursed to repeat a perfect day, including a lucky bet, a promotion, a heroically foiled bank robbery, and a successful wedding proposal. Other early examples include the 1973 short story 12.01 p.m., and its 1990 film adaptation, the Soviet film Mirror for a Hero, from 1988. The Star Trek Next Generation episode, Cause and Effect, in 1992. And the American film that we all know and love from Groundhog Day, from 1993. The time loop is a familiar trope in Japanese pop culture media, especially anime. Its use in Japanese fiction dates back to Yasutaka Tsutui's science fiction novel, The Girl Who Leapt Through Time, one of the earliest works to feature a time loop about a high school girl who repeatedly relives the same day. Stories with time loops commonly center on the character learning from each successive loop through time. Jeremy Douglas, Janet Murray, Noah Falstein, and others compare time loops with video games and other interactive media, where a character in a loop learns about their environment more and more with each passing loop, and the loop ends with complete mastery of the character's environment. What I found interesting, uh, I rewatched or watched for the first time a lot of the Star Trek things over quarantine, and I saw that episode of Next Generation cause and effect, and I assumed it was... uh, kind of inspired by Groundhog's Day, but it came out a year before that Mm -hmm. movie came out. So that's kind of shocking. I guess I didn't realize because I, I, there's a, there's a link. I'll post this link in our show notes as well uh, on the episode title. But I honestly thought like, and this is probably the weirdest thing that I could say. I thought that Groundhog's Day started it off. And I don't know why I ignorantly thought that. I, I yeah. assumed that too until like reading more about it recently. Right. So like, I, cause because of Groundhog's Day, I knew of movies that came out like Source Code or Edge of Tomorrow, the mm-hmm. uh, Tom Cruise movie. And I've heard of the uh, Star Trek Next Generation and Star Trek Discovery and the X-Files TV shows that had episodes that were time loopy. And I always thought those are after Groundhog's Day as well. Uh, which be was a very bold statement because TNG came it was 1987 to 94, right? So uh, I think so, yeah. Uh, so it's very weird. But I'm going through this list and I'm seeing a bunch of these that predate that one, and mm-hmm. cl- specifically to the top, the 2001 PM, not 2001, wow, 12:01 PM, <laughs> uh, with um, God, what's his name? Uh, Red Foreman. I forget his real name. Oh, right. He's in the short, but... Uh, yeah. What's his oh, name yeah. from the Weekend at Bernie's movies is in the actual movie. Yeah, I don't... I don't I'm don't. i not really sure what that movie is. Uh, one of the latest... Like, the 
the latest movies that I remember seeing that had this time loopy type of thing. Uh, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. And I was like, yeah, this is pretty much exactly like Groundhog's Day, mm-hmm. which was uh, that Palm Springs movie with oh, yeah. uh, Christina Maloney and uh, Annie Sandberg. And I was like, whoa, we, <laughs> this, this is awesome movie. <laughs> yeah, that's a good movie. And Andy Samberg does exactly like the things that I would do if I were stuck in a time loop and understood it. Like rewatching Groundhog's Day, I was like, there's no way that I would act like him. But then think deep down inside, I think I would do some of the things that he did, uh, you know. But as Bill Murray's character and everything that he does, he's a fucking womanizer. It makes sense yeah. that some of the things that he does. And it's like, well, that's, you know, a little, a little rough for me. I think that I related more to the Palm Springs. And apparently there's a new movie on Hulu as well about a kid who is reliving the same day. And he finds out that like this other girl he's like seen is also reliving the same day. It's on Amazon. I watched really it. Weird. Oh, Amazon. Uh, yeah. The map of well, tiny yeah. perfect things. Yeah. That one. Yeah. That's the mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. I guess was Palm really Springs good. was on Hulu. I guess. It's yeah. On Amazon. Yeah. But it's like basically the same, like, it's it's geared to children, right? It's like a teenage. It seemed like a very teenage young adult movie, right? It's kind of young adult, but I, I still enjoyed it as a an adult adult. Well, I, I w- I'm not saying I wouldn't enjoy it. But it's <laughs> geared. It's like it's geared towards like like the, the late younger high audience. school. Yeah, I was gonna say I can find out yeah, for it's... you on Monday. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The cast is pretty young, and um, it's it's got a lot of uh, like romantic like moments like the guy and the girl like reliving the same day and um just pointing out things that happen during the day that they're like they kind of go and they experience together and it's kind of it's a it's a nice enjoyable movie to watch trying to map out all of the joyful moments that happen in this one day because they're living the same day they've tried to cheer themselves up by just like Let's find out all the good things that are happening oh, today. Mm-hmm. And they're like just going around their town like, oh, this guy is doing this and this girl's over here doing that. And it's just it's pretty fun. Sweet movie. I feel like somebody was like peeing on a building or something. <laughs> I don't know why that comes to my mind. <laughs> but like, a, like a, a dude was like peeing on a building and they were they like laughed about it or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, there is. Like <laughs> he's peeing and then he like accidentally pees on himself or something. And the, it's like stuff that makes them <laughs> <Yes>. laugh. <laughs> Yeah, the one guy's like trying to look cool, and he's like putting money in the ATM or something. Then he like drops the change, and he bends down to pick it up, and he's got one of those chain wallets, <laughs> and he like steps on the chain wallet, and his pants fall down, and so his like yes. girl, he's like hitting on, is like, what the hell? <laughs> oh. He's like look, trying to look so cool, and he just like embarrasses himself, and so they're just like pointing out all these things that happen, and like mm-hmm. making a map of them, right, and. Of course, you have to have that because every movie has that. Like in Groundhog's Day, you had uh, Stephen uh, Tobolowski mm-hmm. with the walking into Ned the traffic, yeah, <laughs> yep. taking a step into the street and like, oh, or, <laughs> watch that first step. It's a doozy. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Phil, <laughs> is that you? <laughs> <laughs> oh. That dude. So great. I was trying to figure out why groundhog's day is the one that everyone knows or like that's became the one that like even in a map of tiny perfect things they 
every time he's trying to explain to people that he's in a time loop, he references ground. They're like, oh, like the movie Groundhog's Day. It's always brought up in these movies. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That, that's the the genre is Groundhog's Day. But I don't know if it's like Bill Murray star I, power. Or yes. What? This is 1980s. Well, with the whole SNL with his pull. It's just his comedic comedic genius that he has just how he pulls and just his character i mean it, it's what he's so good at i think um is what makes that movie so funny if you put any other actor in there i don't think the movie would be as good as what it is like he has and it's that not delivery. a science fiction movie yeah. it's like just a romantic comedy i don't even know what genre it is but it's not like the like star trek or whatever where it's a sti- you have to be in the science fiction genre it's just happens to be happening to him and we don't know why and that's not even really the point of why Mm -hmm. it's just we're long for the ride i think it shows maybe like the grind of we just get up it's another day we treat it as such gotta go to work gotta get this done and you know maybe as he experiences what else is going Mm -hmm. on around him like that it's like you need to wake up time loops essentially like (laughs) break out of the norm yeah it definitely shows like the like the monotony of like your daily routine that it's a it's the same like a lot of the time and it's just like they take it to the next level and he has to you know figure out he has to do things to like make it different and he like really tries to like perfect his days by catching on to a lot of like what happens to, with the other people and well this was uh, around Ghostbusters too right the Ghostbusters movies. So I think he has a lot of the the movie yeah, popularity. Yeah. Not saying he's like Dwayne Johnson, like oh we got to get Bill Murray for this movie, but I'm sure Scrooged uh, was out around this time as well. So all these movies, yeah. this was like the height of his power. Exactly, he could he headline was, a movie and in all these like, movies people would see it. Yeah, everybody and close to Space Jam. That's true. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Space Jam was like '95, I think. I think that was like the last movie <laughs> that Bill Murray was revel relevant in until what was the zombie one that he was in <laughs> until he started working with wes anderson yeah. he's in all those now mm. zombie land or, uh yeah zombie land and then um lost in translation that was the other one mm-hmm. that he was really good at was he in the the aquatic mm, life yes. of steve zizu that's a was wes he in that wes one anderson, yeah. yeah yep uh so I think the re- okay little backstory on Groundhog's Day. This is another collaboration between Ivan Reitman and Bill Murray, who they also did the Ghostbusters movies and several other movies. This was the last movie they did together because they had a big falling out during the movie because they couldn't agree over the storyline or the whatever they and then they never worked together again in never spoke again until Ivan Reitman was like on his deathbed and they finally like resolved that. But it was like, I read that it was so bad that they had to, uh, Bill Murray's hired a assistant and they would only speak through the assistant. Damn. But (laughs) Bill Murray was such an asshole that he hired an assistant that didn't speak English and they couldn't (laughs) even speak the same language. So they couldn't even speak through the assistant because oh none of them spoke gosh. the language that the assistant, like that's how big of an asshole he was being at the time. Wow. It's a funny story, but it is kind of sad because they could have made more movies after this. Like I think Stripes, they did mm-hmm. together. and Yeah, uh, what could have been. It's just sad that all this missed years that and all the missed opportunities. 
I will say in looking at the list of movies that we have posted, I kept looking for one that I for sure expected to be on this list. And it's not on here. And it made me think. It's like, that's because I think the character himself is living in a time loop. But I think the audience as well is, but everyone else in the movie is not. So it's like, what constitutes a time loop? And the movie I'm talking about is Memento, Christopher Nolan, um, mm. from 2001. The guy oh, suffers yeah. from short-term memory loss, and he's got the little snapshot photos. So we're we're on the journey with him in the movie, trying to figure yeah. out. He remembers his wife dying, and so he's got to solve the murder or whatever it is. Um, but it just repeats itself over and over again, and we learn a little bit yeah. more each time. So it kind of fits the mold of the time loop, but... He's the only he's one. He's not living that's the same it. day over and over right. again, but he's living like the same life over and over again because it's the only thing he knows. Exactly. So I'm like, oh, what are mm. we going here? So it sounds like it's you got to relive the same day over and over again. So that's the time loop I thought of when we first were discussing this. I'm like, oh, memento. <laughs> yeah, there were some on here that are on somewhere that I didn't really agree with. Like Doctor Strange was included, but I didn't really like it ends with a time loop for like. 30 seconds at the like the final battle in the first Doctor Strange where he fights Dormammu or whatever but that I don't it's mm-hmm. like such a small part of that movie I don't know if that's a time loop movie no but definitely was thinking that there's aspects it, of it with the yeah. the controlling time uh, with the the time stone there's a little bit of a looping thing mm-hmm. kind of use the, the loop mechanic to fight Dormammu but definitely isn't like a time loop movie and then uh, another movie I like, it, The Final Girls. It's like a horror, in the horror movie genre. And they get like sucked into a horror movie. So every 92 minutes, the movie starts over that they're in. <laughs> so it's not really a time loop, but like the movie that they're part of is starting over and they have to like keep avoiding the slasher or whatever. But I wouldn't really call it a time loop. It is a good movie though. Uh, what's his face from Silicon Valley's in it? Tom Hiddleston or Martin Starr? The main dude. Oh, Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston is Loki, isn't he? Yeah, Middle Ditch. Or Middle Stone? Middle Ditch. Middle, yeah. Ditch. <laughs> Middle Ditch. We got there. We got there eventually. <laughs> yeah. So you could add the uh, the What If episode with Doctor Strange oh, yeah. on this list oh, with yeah. him trying to trying to save Christine mm-hmm. over and over again. Like Fate has declared it. You can't change it. Yeah. It, she will it, die. Mm-hmm. That's fate. Good call, Pam. Forgot about that. There was this movie I watched a few years ago called Triangle. It might be on the list. Uh, it's kind of like there's a, a boat accident. They get picked up by this cruise ship, and the cruise ship's empty. And Triangle's like the the, uh, the Bermuda Triangle. And there's like a person on the cruise ship in a mass that's like killing people and then you find out like there's actually a time loop in going on and the person in the mask is one of the people that survived and like uh they do it a little differently where all the time loops are happening at once so this person keeps popping up like all over on the ship because it's not like the loop in the way you think it is because like all the loops are happening and so you keep running into the same person over and over again which is a cool way to do it yeah have you guys seen the uh, the Happy Death Days? I've seen the promos for those, and I'm assuming it's the same thing. But does that? It's real. 
I the first one is a like she keeps getting killed by this slasher mm-hmm. and uh she has to figure out who's killing her so she can avoid it. That was my question. I'm like, then, how does she solve it? And so she's just got to figure out who the murderer is and then she's out of the loop or what? <laughs> Basically, I'm never going to watch it. It's the, okay. <laughs> no, definitely watch. I think we should do an episode on it because mm-hmm. those movies are really good. And the sequel takes it to a, like a whole new level where they're like in multiverse territory. Okay. And it's pretty awesome, actually. So I would recommend watching them. I don't want to spoil like what happens, but like I was I think just reading the snippets on here and it didn't give a whole lot of details. The there was supposed to be a trilogy, but the second one kind of lost viewers because they thought it was gonna be just another mm-hmm. what the first one was. But like no, they kinda like try to explain everything and like take it to a new level and uh hopefully the third one eventually gets mm-hmm. made. Well, I'll turn that one over to Dustin and he can uh, take care of that for us. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <We'll> see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've only seen probably three or four of these movies on this list, but I think my favorite one was Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise. Lived I Repeat. Lived I Repeat, yeah. <laughs> um, I thought he really captured like the struggle of like what they were trying to do um in that movie and it just him like so determined, like after his like he died and then repeated it like his determination to like get through like what they were trying to do is just yeah really really fun to watch i'm a big fan of that movie Mm -hmm. and i like how they explain why like why the they go into details like okay this is why like the uh emily blunt was actually experienced the time loop before but she's like out of it now because this happened and now uh, tom cruise is in the time loop and like they have to work together because she mm-hmm. knows like what he's going through, and she can train him. And like, uh, yeah, I think that's. I think they're doing a sequel to that, or eventually when he's done filming nine more Mission Impossible movies. <laughs> so yeah, didn't she like later on in the movie realize that he was stuck in the time loop and he was living the same life over and again? Like she remembered. She started to remember. If I, I think. Like it was like a moment they were training, and she knew, oh, you're you're stuck in it too, and because she she, she was used able to, to help ha- him okay, out. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but I'm gonna spoil it. Uh, so the blood of the aliens, there's something special about it that that's causing the time loop. So when he dies, he like the blood of the alien spills on him, and then he gets oh, in the time loop. That yeah. happened to her before, but she had a blood transfusion and lost that ability. And then towards the end of the movie, he gets injured and needs a blood transfusion. And so he loses the ability as well. Ah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) The movie's been out for 10 years. One year. (laughs) (laughs) Never going to watch. It's It's a good fun action. No, it's a good fun action movie. It is really. I totally recommend it. A couple of these on the list uh, that we got on here from IMDb. I am going to debate one of them and that would be the cartoon realm and i'm sure you guys have seen this before but uh the justice league unlimited uh where they go back in time oh, or yeah. excuse me they go to the future and then they try to get back in time it's not a time loop they're just in the future and they try to go back so i was very surprised to see that one on this list it's great because you get to see young batman 
because it takes the Batman animated series into Batman Beyond. So you get to see old Batman and young Batman um, kind of team up and to see Terry McGinnis. Yeah, in that's, it. that's cool. I mean, it's a really cool episode, that but that's just time travel. That's not so much a time loop. Yeah, this list on IMDb is made by Jojo Mojo. Jojo so Mojo. it's just like a, a random user that created that list. But I like that he or she... They included some episodes of TV that were missing from the Wikipedia article. Um, like, I don't know if you guys have watched Russian Dolls on Netflix, but that's a really good series. And the whole 10 episodes is one day time looped over and over. Mm-hmm. And she keeps dying in every episode. Uh, and it's a good way to stretch it out a little bit because yeah. in Groundhog's Day, you kind of, you know, had the the glimpses of like different aspects, it's like a montage, so. yeah, yeah. And by the end of it, you're like, oh yeah, he knows like the the steps. But you know, in a, in a perfect world, I think you'd be like, what am I gonna do today? Different, and you try to figure <laughs> that out. You know, mm-hmm. how am I not gonna die today? I also see that uh, Doctor Who is on that that list i figured with all his time travel there's got to be something where he would be stuck in a loop i've never seen a single yeah. episode but i'm i'll take it for granted and they watched that, one you know, episode <laughs> he's right in this choosing of that episode but it seems like something he would have experienced yeah i'm like um i'm on season six of doctor who right now and i haven't come across that time loop yet it's just him Oh, this was in the 80s, so, so it's like, like the old series. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It looks like the Twilight Zone kind of kicked this off. 1961. Yeah, I meant to rewatch, rewatch that episode, but I think I needed Paramount Plus or something, so I never got around to it. I do love a lot of those old Twilight Zone. Those, those are good. Yeah, those I, I good. watch them every now and then, and they're all pretty good. All the They ones were definitely ahead of their time. I, I, I'd done mm-hmm. a lot of research the, on the, that guy. Um forget whoever made it but um yeah i actually taught a couple of classes where we took um the monsters are due on maple street just the the literature aspect behind it it's just so brilliantly done um it was just way too far ahead of its time especially in the 1960s so rod sterling rod sterling thank you uh the well, what's his name from uh, uh keegan nope the other one from key and peel, peel. Jordan Peele. Yeah. Oh, Jordan, Jordan Peele. Peele. Yeah, his re- Jordan remake Peele. of Twilight Zone is really good. There's like 10 oh, yeah. 12 episodes. Where's that? that is that streaming anywhere? Did. I think it's on Paramount ah, Plus. Okay. That one. Damn. But I, I recommend that. If you like the old series, like it it does that, and it actually like refers back to episodes from oh, that. Good. And I think Rod Sterling. I was meaning to check that one out. It's actually like referenced multiple times. That's cool. It, I recommend it. Well, since this episode is being released with uh, like a couple of days before Groundhog's Day, um, how do you guys actually feel about Groundhog's Day? The movie or the... Sto- no, the, the, the actual Groundhog's the, the, Day. The holiday. <laughs> the actual holiday? It doesn't mean anything. It's yeah. a Pennsylvania it, yeah, it's thing. Just, <laughs> like a tradition thing. Yeah, I don't know how it became like a nationwide holiday. It, it's so ludicrous. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it absolutely is because it's the same thing, right? Groundhog sees it shadow six more months of winter. Either sees it or, or doesn't. six more weeks, not months. Good God. <laughs> it might as well be. Right. Uh, 
Okay, so it derives from the Pennsylvania Dutch superstition that if a groundhog emerging from its burrow sees its shadow due to the clear weather, it will retreat to its den and winter will persist for six more weeks. If it doesn't see the shadow because of cloudiness, spring will arrive early. But the way that I remember, it always sounded like uh, if he does, if he sees a shadow, you have six more weeks of winter. But if he doesn't see a shadow, then you have six more weeks until spring. It's like, that's the same yeah. damn thing. <laughs> to me, it sounds like this was a small town tradition that the town was like named after. And they'd have like a, a damn statue made of the groundhog or something. Like mm-hmm. the city was founded Puxatani on Phil. Phil, And it's just like this small town <laughs> tradition legend that has just built up that they have parades and they just do bullshit. I, you're right. How the hell did it become a national holiday? <laughs> it just, it doesn't make any sense. So stupid. <laughs> One, whoever was president at the time was probably from, <laughs> from Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Like, we all, we all must love the groundhog now. <laughs> we celebrate this where I'm from. Isn't doesn't everybody do this? Well, they do now. Uh, the Groundhog's Day started in. February 2nd, 1887, featuring a rodent meteorologist celebrated first time at Grobler's Knob uh, in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. According to Jew tradition, if a groundhog comes out of a hole on the day and sees a shadow, it gets scared and runs back into the burrow, predicting six more weeks of winter weather. No shadow means early spring. Uh, Groundhog's Day has roots back to ancient Christian traditions of Canamas, when clergy would bless and distribute candles needed for winter. The candles represented how long and cold the winter would be. Germans expanded on this concept by selecting an animal, the hedgehog, as a means of predicting the weather. Once they came to America, German settlers in Pennsylvania continued the tradition, uh. although they switched from gro- hedgehogs to groundhogs, which were plentiful in the Keystone State. Ugh. My ancestors, of course, those damn Germans. A hedgehog, and then they, they didn't have any a... here, so they <laughs> used a groundhog. <laughs> uh, so it should be called Hedgehog's Day? Yeah. We should do Sonic Day. Scrap this episode. <laughs> that should be. <laughs> Next year, we'll there we go. That. Sonic's Day. <laughs> Sonic I think the Day. new movie should be out by then. Shit, I still got to watch the first one. I haven't done that yet. There's no time loops in it, as far as I can remember. <laughs> if there's anything <laughs> that should be, Yeah. <laughs> He can run so fast. Did it say when the first National Groundhog's Day was? 1887. 1887, that, yeah. I thought that was just the first one. That was the first oh, one here. Oh, when it was declared a national holiday? National holiday, yeah. It's mm, a good question. I was trying to Google it, but I didn't have the words. Uh, that movie Source Code was pretty good with Jake Gyllenhaal, just to name another <laughs> loopy movie while you looked that up. <laughs> It just says uh, 1887, and then it said it was immortalized when they made a film about it in 93. So it doesn't really say anything about it being a national holiday. This is from the History History Channel. Get your shit together, History Channel. Oh, it says it's not a public holiday. It's observed, but it's... Oh. Ah! The... Oh. <laughs> 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 oh, Bob. Uh, it's like, <laughs> why the hell's it on my calendar then? If it's yeah, not why a, does it uh... keep popping up? <laughs> I don't need to know about that. I'm not. From... Plus, I feel like with this whole holiday and the fact that the groundhog comes out, sees its shadow, and runs away in fear. How the fuck has it not seen its shadow before? 
And why would it be afraid of its <laughs> what, own yeah, shadow? What it's, scared of? <laughs> it's not like it's being birthed, like coming out of the canal, like, oh, here I am. Oh, shit. What's this? That's the Run only away. day it sees. Yeah. <laughs> it's ever seen its shadow. Ugh. Well, that just made me think maybe that's why this movie Groundhog's Day became the template or whatever, because it's attached to a holiday. So every Groundhog's Day, it gets brought up in a conversation and they're just like, oh, yeah, that time loopy movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. So if it like a Christmas movies get brought up every Christmas, so that might have something That's true. to do with it. I don't know. Just so we could say it officially attachment. became a national holiday in 1993. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll stick with that. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. I think Clinton was president. He was not from, he's from Arkansas. That doesn't hurt. Help my theory though. (laughs) (laughs) I know we're wrapping it up, but I'm going to say, I also saw the episode of Star Trek discovery where there's a time loop. That's from the first season. That's a pretty fun episode. It's got rain Wilson in it. He's the one causing the time loop. (laughs) Dwight. Of course he would. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) See, I need to really watch those, the, Star Trek Discovery and Picard. Uh, I definitely recommend Discovery. Picard, the first season's not super great. If you're into Next Generation, you might like it, but if not, you might be lost. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I I figure I probably, if I want to watch them, I should probably catch up on some of the older Discovery you can watch on its own because it doesn't really, because Sarah's, that's the only thing Sarah's watched and she's enjoyed it and you don't really need to know all the backstory. Mm, okay. Like there's new characters. Yeah. It even takes yeah. place before the first uh, old Star Trek. Oh, okay. And lower decks you can watch too. Cause it's just a comedy. Well, it's funny that, uh, that you mentioned, I think it all stemmed from anime back in the 1960s. I think we were reading mm-hmm. that in our document. I'm definitely going to see if I can go back and, and find that and check it out. With the yeah. Whole... I was hoping Anime, anime source that I have. have seen, uh, seen it more. Well, I, I had to laugh because anime hasn't changed because when we were describing it, it says about a high school girl, it's like every anime is about high school kids. <laughs> oh, and I know Pale's laughing because every damn thing, there's always some high school kid. It's always yep. around 18 year olds. And it's like, can we branch out and do something different? But I mean, yeah. it, why do you got your tits out? Why yeah. do all these kids have their tits out? <laughs> tits out, <laughs> short skirts. Yeah, it's like okay. Yeah, that's okay. It's like the button up. I like button up white shirt. And it's always with the, the ruffles. Yeah, skirt. they have the scarf. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> yes, school yeah. dress code. So it's yeah. yeah. There's about a dozen animes like that. So many, at least. I thought it was all of them. Yeah, it's pretty much all. Of them, right? <laughs> oh, you'll po- yeah, you probably can find high school kid in one of them, in all of them, even Pokemon. Oh, especially Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you know remember? Ash Ketchum. Don't you remember? Uh, I think her name was oh, like Pikachu Lass always has or something. No, <laughs> no. If you go to the opening <laughs> scene, there's always the schoolgirl. She's got the the green skirt. Pikachu runs through her legs in the opening sequence. And yep. she's in the video That's game. Right. Her name is like Lass or something. So she's like the high school kid, like battle my Pokemon. They're cute. Um, <laughs> yeah. So she was. Yeah. They they put that in there. All right. We got to end this episode. We're talking yeah. about. It's we're just going anime. over and over again. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't really have anything to end this with. Besides, uh, time loops are fun. I like time travel, and time loops are 
like a subgenre of that. Yeah. That's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, they are. So until, uh, until next time. Next time. Next drink time. up, which will be and a few minutes. Drink up. Drink up. Geek out. <laughs> Geek, Geek out. out. Until next time. Drink Until up. next time, drink <laughs> up and geek and out. Geek geek out. out. Until next, next time, <laughs> and t- drink, drink up, up and geek out. Geek out. Next, Dustin, are Until you still next with time. <laughs> Until next, yeah. yeah. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> you never joined in on any of those loops. <laughs> I know. I was left out of the loop. <laughs> he's, I got a he's... blood transfusion. <laughs> 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 oh.